When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer booking and Billy Bones A Paolo Gigano A West Ham United We celebrate our victories We stick together in defeat I'm proud of our history West Ham United More than just a podcast More than just a podcast Fayette takes the corner himself Slipped out by Costa Driven in! Oh, would you believe it? West Ham United have taken the lead Zarate with an absolute belter from the edge of the penalty area. Pressures cross high. Big for Carroll. And he's taken it. That's where they put it on. And Anthony Carroll's long way for a goal comes to an end. West Ham United 2, Chelsea 1. Yes, good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. West Ham 2, Chelsea 1. Just keeps getting better, doesn't it? Yeah, but you're supposed to go. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. <laughs> it's hey! more important that we beat Chelsea. Third in the league. Indeed. Who would Adam and Eve it? Careful what you wish for, guys. Yeah, careful. Are you watching Allardyce? I'm with Sean. Hello, Sean. Good evening. And I'm George here with John. Georgie. Hello, John. Hello. How's it going? Wonderful. Excellent. Still Come on, you still are. Still smiling. Absolutely. Yep, me too. Walking in this morning to work with all the Chelsea plastic fans was great. Chelsea plastic, plastic, plastic fans. They were going, ah, don't give it all that, don't give it all that. And they would have been giving it all that. It just cracks me up where they sort of just, people saying normal sales will soon be resumed, you know? They yeah. They sort of like dismiss Like they're it. still going to finish in top four. Yeah. Their, their club is slowly but surely falling apart. Stamford Bridge is falling down, as we sung yeah. on Saturday. Build it up with Claret and Blue, Claret and Blue. Uh, so in case you didn't know, we did beat Chelsea 2-1, but I'm sure if you're listening, you do know. Uh, Mauro where have you Zarate been? You didn't know that, Andy been? Carroll with the goals. Uh, we had 45% possession. Sean, you've written them down as the champions here. They we were had 55% the percent possession. They were the current reigning champions of the Premier League, and we humiliated them. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, do you mean? <laughs> I, don't we we, I don't know if we humiliated them. them. I thought... Uh, after they scored, I was a bit worried for a while. Well, you hear what Slavin has to say. For the amateurs, that was all part of the master plan. How was it? Yeah. You amateur. Amateur. Yeah. Uh, 12 shots, 5 on target, to their 9 shots with 4 on target. So, close games in, t- in terms of shots. We dominated them. Well, we, uh, had, we had the more shots. And yeah. More we dominated them. One more on target. By three more <laughs> shots and one more on target. Domination. Was it offside? Well, that, that's, that, that's the no. argument that we're getting from everyone. No, because um, quite clearly his arm was offside. But you can't he, score I always, When I always you see things like that, I just refer people back to 
Is it last season, Man United? Man United away. Nolan. Yeah, and to be fair, Chelsea had a goal allowed against us last year at Upton Park that was offside. Yeah, yeah. so you know it's that that is that is one of those borderline, and the the rule state it should be in favour of the attacker, but it gets given. They get given, and what yeah. can you do? Match a day pundit Great. said it was clearly offside, and I'm happy. To yeah, I was told. Yeah, match a day Ian Wright said it was. This is my little collage from last yeah. year. So that on yeah. the on the left there is Eden Hazard against us yeah. at Upton Park. Yeah, yeah. And on the right is Kevin yeah. Nolan at White Man United. Calm who's who's more there. offside there? Yeah, Hazard. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. you go. I'll put it on the group on facebook.com yeah. forward slash more than just a podcast. And so they can moan all day long and they did, you know. They've been fined by the FA twenty-five thousand pounds. Thousand pounds. Thousand pounds. Having six people booked, seven if you include the, the, the We've second quarter match as well, haven't we? Hang on. Then Jose what, Mourinho. For this game? Yeah, we have Jose Mourinho has been uh, fined or, or charged to by the FA and their coach. He's also under investigation for not fulfilling his media obligation. But John is right. We've been fined too for surrounding an official on the 44th minute and we've been charged with uh, failing what, to control our When did we surround players. a player on the 44th minute? When Matic made the tackle. When Matic yeah. made the tackle. But that, I mean, that five-minute spell there just before half-time was one of the best spells of football I think I've ever seen up to and, and, and you two sent me down to the bar. <laughs> you you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> you did. You sent me down to the bar. You went... I said, oh, I need a wee, and you went, might as well oh, get you beer might then. as well get the beers in. And yeah, well, it was true, it was. But it, it was it was just hilarious. Great. It, it was like... So you sent me down at like 37 minutes past. Well, the rule is about 38, isn't it? Yeah, and I went down early to have a wee. Well, there you go. And I <laughs> missed the... So basically, you're telling me I missed the best five minutes of the game. It was just... it was. You saw it, though, didn't you? you saw yeah, I saw it on the TV, on, you know, on like the um, closed-circuit TV while I was... You know, drinking my warm cider. But it was just one thing after another, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a ye- We all f- expected it to be a yellow card. We didn't think it was going to be given. And then it was given. And then they all started having a go at the ref and he started booking everyone. And then he went <laughs> over to the blooming sideline where one of the coaches had run on the pitch near enough. And yeah, sent, sent him, him off. Goalkeeping coach, isn't he? I don't know what he was. But it was just hell- it, w- it was just like... Everyone was going, way, It was just hilarious. My sources close to the club tell me that Mr. Mourinho was invited in to the referee room. He didn't barge his way in um, by the referee to talk, but he went off on one and was immediately sent to the stands. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's been widely reported. How was it? Right. Yeah, he didn't need your close to the club. Oh, well, your close sources. Yeah. I think the rumour was on, on Saturday that he... Tried to kick the door down or something. That wasn't yeah, well that was I'm, I, I'm told that wasn't true. Uh, what was I going to say? It was just. It was just. Have you seen? Highly entertaining. Have you seen the Danny Dyer videos? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have. Yeah. What was that? Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. What, what does he say? No. He just, he just ignores him. Just ignores him. It's a good picture, isn't it? With I mean, the whole board. Jumping yeah, up, really Sullivan and the gold, and there's just. Have you seen the one of Tama Hassan? You know the actor who's in a lot of. Yeah, yeah he's doing no, himself I've seen it. Have you seen Wasn't that? Wasn't he in no. uh, London's Burning? I don't know. Was he? No, I don't think so. No. Was he? I don't know. I don't Many years. So. He, he was in the factory. He was in the football factory in the business. This is like my best one. Mm. I thought. Okay. Um, but there's a picture of him. He's obviously gone to the Selfie game of the week with. 
Danny Dyer. Yeah, I, I think he's a West Ham fan. Millwall fan. He's not a Millwall fan. I think is he, he is, yeah. Um, and he, there's a picture of him in the paper. In the, pa- in, in the paper today, it said, a supporter takes a selfie with an unknowing jo- Jose Mourinho. Obviously not knowing that he's a famous actor as well. But there's a picture of him, like, <laughs> with Mourinho up at the top, staring down at him, like, <laughs> trying to take a sly selfie. It's just the whole, the whole thing. But then, went, to be fair, now, when they equalised, it was just like, ah, oh, here we go. When did the uh, easy, when did they when the, the ball was cleared off the line? And that was Cresswell, wasn't it? Was it Cresswell? No, that was Lanzini. Was it Lanzini? Oh, ball, you're right. It the was. The ball Lanzini. came to Lanzini. It a game of millimeters. It sort of rolled off him, and that's that's another thing. A that game of millimeters. That that um, graphic that's going around of the ball and the <laughs> line. That's just. It's have just you seen? That there's a spoof one where the Chelsea have moved the line and changed it from goal to goal. They've moved the line around the ball. No, I haven't seen. Goal. But it's it's absolutely hilarious. It's just every everything just went and went from from that to Carroll getting the goal the way he did at the, towards the yeah. end of the game. It was just like well, excellent. Well, we got George. We've got Mar um, Manuel Lazzini. What else? Sorry, so are you singing it? <laughs> no, it's your song. You're, you've got you experience of singing I'll just, on, I'll just on say, recorded. I'll go ahead. That these guys, I had to go home. After we beat Chelsea 2-1. But these guys carried on celebrating in the Vic and the Black Lion. And they were sending me drunken audio songs of and videos of them singing. Well, and you're not going to play that live on the uh, podcast. I'm afraid, unlike you, I do have some shame. <laughs> and I'm not going to sing where people... Where I know it's being recorded. Why? You didn't like my singing live on TalkSport on Friday uh, night? I wouldn't have minded if you got the words right. It wouldn't have been the, the same main if I thing. got the, r- <laughs> the words right. So anyway, back to the game. Yes, it was um, just the goal. Fantastic. Maro Zarate. Yes. Yep. Um, this is a guy <laughs> yeah. who was written yeah. off by the fat man. He was. And almost destroyed him. I've always been a big Mauro Zarate fan. He, always. You, apparently... So we were glad glad never welcomed to the club by uh, by Sam Allardyce. Yeah, we he was, was not made to feel welcome. We were spun the story that he was a troublemaker. Yeah. Were we not? We were. And you actually gave us that information as well. Yeah. When he got sent to QPR and then whatever yeah, happened yeah, at QPR. Yeah, I, that's what I was told. But now sources, really senior sources of the club, are telling <laughs> the truth. Now now the the obese one has gone. Well, look, I mean, I sat, I sat here, we've now... Sp- Seen our team go against ten men against Palace yeah. and Chelsea last to Palace last week and Chelsea this week. And uh, is your 120 minutes of football hurting you, George? Yeah, George has <laughs> got cramp after playing on the floor minutes on Sunday with a hangover. So um, yeah, I mean we've, we've now we now played twice, and you know, in, in the recent times, I've never had so much grief or so much criticism as a West Ham fan, from other fans, as we did when we played Hull and we booed Sam yeah. Allardyce at the end yeah. of the game. Me either. I had loads of people moan and giving me grief about that. And I always said, you had to see it. You know, this was a team that our team had gone d- against another team. Can hear you chewing, men. Sean. Sean's eating sweets into his microphone. It's shocking. No, no decorum. But we'd, we'd gone down to ten, they'd gone down to 10 men. They put another striker on. And we put a defender on, and we barely won that game. And now you can, they can see what 
we were expecting to happen. Last week against Palace, we had four strikers on the pitch. And this week, I was saying to you, when I was saying, we, I reckon he should take Sacco off and, and bring put Carroll on. on. But he didn't. He took Sarati yeah, off. And, and that's a change. I can't believe these and people who continue to support Sam Allardyce or buy book or anything. No, me either. No, me neither. So and, then, yeah. and then plaster it everywhere <laughs> with thousands of West Ham fans can see it. <laughs> Only a fool. Yeah. Fool. So this is why all I'm saying is to all those people that slagged yeah. me at that point as a West Ham fan, this is what we were, yeah. we were expecting. Yeah. Maro Zarati, right. excellent yours. goal. Excellent, excellent goal. goal. Uh, but then we went, we went one all after the after the second half because we were they started off better to be honest in the second half. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and as um, uh, you're here in a minute, early, we absolutely said, don't dominated them. Um, yeah, uh, Billich said um, it woke us up and we had to start playing again. Um, but and again, what did you say to me? It's around about. 70 minutes gone, 75 minutes gone. Yeah, and you said, oh... And what did I say to you, You George? said, oh, oh, we can't lose this. I said, we're not going to lose this. Don't worry. I said, we'll at least get a draw or we'll win because it was 70... I said, it was 85. You said, you said remember Palace last yeah. week, what we, we, how we were last week, and it came right in the last minute and you said, we're going to win this. You'll yep. see. And, and we you were did, right. We? we did. How did it, you it, know that? Just had that feeling... It changed. It, it changed on the substitution. It was. As soon as they brought Carroll on, they had, they had to worry about Carroll. Yeah, they dropped there. right back, didn't they? They dropped back. Yeah. Good management. So, yeah. should we hear what he has to say, Sean? Yeah. Can we just talk about Andy Carroll, though? Because a lot of people, oh, just yeah, before right. we say that... Sorry, I thought that was a nice little... Yeah, but uh, just before we say that... into the... Let's uh, not, not just gloss over. You know, that's his first... No, we won't. Okay. ...goal for since January... A lot of people wrote him off and said he'll get injured straight away. He's had a completely rebuilt knee um, or ankle, what is it, whichever. Um, and I think he deserved that. And typical Andy Carroll, isn't it? Getting above everyone else, wallop, straight in the goal. Yeah, I mean, I haven't probably watched the goal since. Um, but I was told today that I should watch his movement because he'd done a good job of getting, getting away from Terry, peeling off Terry and... He took himself on to Zuma, I think. Was it Zuma or Azpilicueta? I can't remember. But, he, yeah, very good goal. Well done, Andy accounts. Carroll. Worth every and a good bit celebration of as well. Yeah, excellent airplane yeah. Um, celebration. It was, I think that would be an iconic image. It will. And actually, West Ham United Football Club have put it on their Facebook group as their background. So they should. Yeah. Well, it's just, it, he's... The good thing about it is that we've got such a good squad at the moment that they don't have to rush him in. Yeah. And if it, again, if he gets managed properly, there's a there's a bit of stuff on the on the on the actual official website an interview with him. Mm. Who he, he, Yeah, he said that they've got a new training routine for him, and he doesn't he doesn't train every day basically. So, yeah. so they're clearly trying to do something to bring him in gradually and get him fit and hopefully stay. Fit. Well, he's a great super stub. And, uh, you know, the only other thing Sorry? about yeah. is a great super sub. All right. Okay. And, and you've got to remember that we, this wasn't even our best team, right? Our first and second choice um, centre-backs. Have you been reading Leroy Rosinia's article? No, no. Shots? Our first and second were not playing. Well, Ogbonna came on at the end. Moses wasn't playing. Alex Song wasn't playing. Valencia didn't play. 
look at the quality we had. Yeah. We didn't even play against Chelsea. And that's what you've got to remember when you think is uh, not a second-best team, but we had lots of players that weren't even playing in that game and we still beat the reigning champions. And with the that... Mo the most impressive part was Tomkins and Collins as yeah. a defensive partnership. And maybe they should be the first and second choice, yeah. actually, on, in the way they've been playing. Collins has been quality. And, yeah. and Tomkins as well. They clearly have the whole thing, the whole raising of the quality of our squad has clearly affected those players. But what do you do? Do you What happens? Do you bring a Bonner and read him when they're both completely fit? We leave it as it is for now. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sh you, you Why are you winning? We lose against Watford, probably. Probably. No, It would do if we were at home. Yeah. Uh, so, on that on that account, though, if anyone's got a spare ticket, I'll, I'll go. Yeah, me too. Will you? Yeah. We'll try and get us a couple of tickets then. Yeah, sure. I will do. I'm up for it. I'm up for it as well. I'll be hungover because we're doing a poker night on Friday, but I'm up for it. It's all right. I'm always hungover. Yeah. Uh, go on, int introduce the... Uh, yeah, sure. If, if you're ready if you're ready now. Are you ready now? Is your podcast Yeah, software? sure, sure, sure. Let's hear what the gaffer has to say. Slab, many congratulations. You've now beaten four of last season's top six. With this victory being here, is it giving you more satisfaction than, than the others? Well, every, uh, well, when you're a manager, you know, every win makes you happy, so you can't say this was bad. When you do it home, although to do it away, it's like uh, more, more unexpected. It's like more of a surprise. Uh, you want to win it. You want to make your crowd like whole stadium happy and flying and all that and for me it's always uh, if I have to choose better to do it home yeah. The game hinged around uh, a couple of incidents late in the first half the non-award of a goal uh, for Chelsea for an offside the Manu Matic they're getting sent off for a second bookable offence what were your views of those specific incidents? Well I'd like to comment that because I have to uh, I like to say my opinion I asked Paul about that first that disallowed goal. I, if you show me now, I'm going to say my opinion, but I didn't see it after I asked the people. Uh, but uh, it, it had a major impact. If it wasn't offside, it had a major impact, let's be honest, on a game. After that, uh, that sending off, I can comment and I saw it like in a game. It was easier for me. Mm, I think there's no complaint for two bookings for Nemanja. Uh, with the goal, I go. Oh, of course, Chelsea's got. I'm with him, and I'm trying to be objective, but I can't be objective totally. Of course, that Chelsea's going to have uh, with right, and uh, they're going to have few of the situation that that they will uh, ask or demand for transfers. That is their right, and uh, I don't know. First one, I really didn't see it. I would like to see it. I'm going to say it. And when, when, when I see that that call disallowed, then you can call me on the phone, and I'm going to give you my honest opinion. Yeah. Was there a frustration having been a goal up and a man up going into the second half that it took until 10 minutes from the end for you to get your noses back in front? Uh, well, yes, in one hand, you know, yes, for for amateur people who who, who don't know. I mean, we knew. Mm, 
we shrink and we invited them without the reason. Okay, we have to slow, but it doesn't go overnight. We have to slow uh, to change that kind of uh, mentality that we are happy, we are one up, and we're going to defend all the time and play just on counterattacks. On the other hand, we have to give the credit to Chelsea uh, and to say it to, to explain it to the crowd as well. With one man down, Chelsea maybe can't dominate the game, they can't penetrate you, but they can keep the ball with 10 or 11. It makes no difference for them for ages. They have uh, the class for that for ages. So we went a little bit, we were passive. And to be fair, uh, we done exactly opposite that, that we asked the players to do in the start of the second half. And uh, it sounds a bit crazy, but... Uh, Chelsea scored the goal in a great moment for us. After that goal, it woke up, up, and then we start to press, to have attack after attack, and to play quicker and to play with more aggression and everything, blah, blah, blah. And totally deservedly, we, we, we scored the goal. And it was Andy Carroll that scored it, his first goal since January, uh, after the, the lengthy layoff he's had through injury. How much do you feel that he needed that? He needed, of course. I mean, he'd done the job when... I said that a week ago or two weeks ago that he done really he was training really hard for six for eight weeks I think six or eight weeks and he's fit now and then we were putting him in a, in the games like slowly ten minutes half an hour then friendly game then he started in a cup against Leicester then against Palace half an hour or whatever now so it's good for him long term it's good for him long term it's it's it is crucial for him to stay away, to be fit and to stay. And being fit will help him stay away from the injuries because the quality and the skill and all that, him as a player, was never in question. The question was, was this other part of it, the injuries and fitness. And now if, that, if we maintain that and we look, it looks like we have a great chance because he's training regularly, he's fit, he, all that, blah, blah, blah. With a little bit of luck, uh, he's going to make us uh, very, very happy. And finally, Slaven, with, uh, as I say, four of last season's top six now beaten, uh, does that put extra pressure on you, extra pressure on West Ham whenever you play? Well, no. No, I mean, it gives you confidence and I have no, no problem to say after the game to the guys that the majority of the game we done really good and we deserved it. And, and uh, I have no problem to gain confidence, individual or as a team, after those, these wins that you said, like you mentioned, a few of them before and, and today against champions. There he is. That's what the gaffer had to say. What do you think, John? I get more and more impressed every time I hear him. You do, don't you? You weren't. You, when I played it early, you didn't listen to it yet again. Well, we were trying to set up for the podcast. So well, I can't listen to it. To be fair, George uh, did all the setting up. Well, you, just all, you sit there like some foreman, sort of barking out your orders. That's my role in life. <laughs> your foreman. <laughs> yeah, you want to do that? You want to do that? You don't want to do it like that, mate. I was just trying to assist with the cable situation. But yeah, yeah no, he impresses me. The man is impressive. Yeah. But for amateurs who don't understand it, they thought we were letting Chelsea uh, come at them. Well, you we know. Were. It was all part of the master plan. All part of the plan. What you said earlier just then, George, is, is our next big test, really. It's when we do have like, the likes of a Watford come to Upton Park 
That's but our next home Let me remind you. Everyone's our next home game, isn't it? Yeah. I, I did do um, an article for um, Claret and Hugh. Oh. And I said... It hasn't quite got the same ring to it, has it? Um, yeah, I haven't done one for West Ham till I die lately. And I said to John, and I quoted John, rather, who said, the game against Chelsea will define our season. And I name-checked John. So, John, has it defined our season? It has made me bloody happy. <laughs> so, yeah, well, we'll we, yeah, we'll see now. Hopefully, this will be it. Hopefully, they. What does that mean, though? Do, uh, Nigel Khan, Clarence Hugh historian, is his new title, um, and friend of the podcast, also said the same. And you are the two most miserable. Um, what's the word? Not what's the opposite? A pessimistic. West Ham fans, optimistic. I know. What's the opposite? No, pessimistic. No. Well, the opposite of pessimistic. You is just said. Yeah, but <laughs> what's the opposite of pessimistic? Yeah, I, I meant optimistic, but it was pessimistic. <laughs> it came to what's, the, what's the opposite of being able to speak English? So, what does it mean as a pessimistic West Ham get? What does it mean? Define our season. Does that mean top six? Does that mean Europe? Does that mean what? FA Cup win? What? What does it mean? I reckon definitely top top ten, maybe top eight. But I. What I mean, I want, what bet, I, I want better than top ten, when, John. When Define I'm saying about it, this now is because of the way our home form had gone. The fact that we beat a team like this at home, the confidence and and you know throughout the whole squad and like we were saying earlier about you know the likes of Collins and people like that picking up their level of their their performances. I think this game now is going to just propel us through the season yeah. and we, if we can sustain we somewhere near this now then we will have one of the best seasons we did we've say had that last years. last week we said that this game's huge as in the Chelsea yeah. game because yeah. but for Alan, let's be fair Allardyce got top 10 in the first season back in the Premier League after we got promoted so that's nothing we've got to push on more All right, we've let's got say, to have something more okay we, let's say top six but you know, well, say it and mean it, John. It's, it's don't it's laugh. Not, don't laugh. It's not whether you mean it or not. It's you not a natural. Our season. It's not a natural position or a point of view to come from as a West Ham fan, is All it? Right. It's, it's, this is uncharted territory for I us. I know. I know. It. You have to pinch yourself and go. When's it all going to end? You know, we just have got this pessimistic view that it will all come crashing well, down yeah, and we'll lose seven 0 to Watford on Saturday. Well, that's because the last time we ever really achieved much was when we were. Watching Tony Cotty and all Tony that. Tony Cotty in 1986 yeah, on the so South Bank terraces. So that's, you know, we were quite a lot younger then and we've had years of it yeah. to hear. No, to be honest, we didn't quite believe it then even in 1986, <laughs> did we? No. It, was, it came out of the blue a little bit. But anyway, moving on. But yeah, I mean, but I was saying, like I was saying, the next test for us is when we have a team like we, well, we had the Leicesters and the Bournemouth coming to our place. And we're expected to beat them, and we, how we'd perform then. But I think every time we go away, you know, we can be com confident, really, because the way we, we play is just. I'm confident. I'm confident of beating Watford. Well, let's hope And you're fitness right. as well. Pyatt, we need Pyatt, Pyatt and Lanzini to stay. Well, talking of the future, uh, last week. <laughs> is that why you gave me that look a minute ago? Because you had your little segue in. Yeah. Talking of the future, last week I caught up with David Gold. And this is part two of the Clarence This is actually interview. the past, though. Um, but actually, when I was talking to him about, I was talking about the Olympic Stadium and the capacity, but then I talked to him about what's 
for the next five years? What can we achieve? And what will the next five years mean? So uh, here we have uh, part two of the Clarence Hugh interview with David Gold, DG. Let's move on to the Olympic Stadium. It's something I feel really close to because I was on the initial supporters advisory board and, and I, I wrote the original report for the, for the board from the, from the point of view of the supporters and you know there's, there's been a lot of I think there's been a lot of support and there's, there's been one or two uh, who've been against from the beginning because they feel it's their home and it's local and it's, it's very personal to them but it's a reality now we're moving forward um, you're aware of the 14 plans trust that, that tried to get a petition for a public inquiry and, and failed on the back of a BBC documentary, on the back of the, the Guardian, um, what, what what is your view on the whole, you know, this this constant pursuit by the media um, for you know thinking it's taxpayers' money and and, and the half the stories I read are, are completely wrong as we recently did on Clarence and Hugh. You know, this this stadium is going to pay for itself. Is is there? Will, will they ever give up on, in their pursuit against West Ham? I think it, uh, is it not true that great stories go on and on and on? And this is a great story. Um, if, you, if you don't tell the truth, and, and a lot of these articles are terribly biased, um, uh, and they, this constant uh, red herring of taxpayers' money, when in actual fact, the opposite is true. Because if West Ham wasn't involved in becoming the anchor tenant to the Olympic Stadium, the Olympic Stadium would become exactly what the vast majority of other Olympic Stadiums become, and that are that is that they become white elephants. They go into decay, they rot, they cost they cost taxpayers millions of pounds a year just for security and keep them from being a hazard. Um, and that was exactly what was going to happen to the Olympic Stadium. Our Olympic Stadium would have been nothing, no different to the others that went into decay. Why would there be any different? I mean, our plan, or the, sorry, our plan, the government's plan, the previous government plan, the Labour government plan, was in actual fact to... Uh, reduce the Olympic Stadium from an 80,000-seater to 25,000 seats with no roof um, and 25,000 and only the ability really to hold at athletics there. Well, we know we're pulling athlet uh, uh, um, athletic stadiums down. The Sheffield Stadium, Athletic Stadium, has been pulled down because it's a white elephant. It's not sustainable. We, we must face up to the fact we cannot delude ourselves that people like uh, to... Um, we want our kids and our young people to uh, participate in running, jumping, all forms of athletics. We want them. We want them fit. We want them well. The bottom line is, though, that apart from Olympics, nobody is interested. We, we watch it and we, we're there for two weeks every four years. The whole world descends upon the Olympic Stadium, wherever it may be. Ten days after, it's forgotten. You can hold the world championship 
of hop, skip and jump in the Olympic Stadium and six people are turn up. Yeah. We have to face this fact. Um, now, they, they, uh, uh, in fairness to Sebco, he got us the Olympic Stadium. Fantastic. He got us the Olympics in 2012. He worked his socks off to get the Olympics to come to London. And he did a fantastic job, and he got the Olympics for us, but at a price. The price was that he promised the Olympic Commission that the that the results would be. Um, I'm, I forget now. I think it's called legacy. Yes, of course, it's called legacy. legacy. He yeah. promised the legacy of the Olympic Stadium is that the Olympic Stadium will remain available to athletics. That's what he promised. So they built a stadium for athletics, which we know. We know because we've seen it dozens of times around the world. When you build these stadiums, they end up, one of them is a car park. I don't know which one it is, but I'm sure you could look it up. One of the Olympic yeah. stadiums of the last uh, 40 years is now a car park. Now, how can you promise a legacy? Now, he did promise a legacy that it would be, that it would remain um, a venue for athletics. Okay? Um, he can yeah. do that. And he can promise that. But as long as you understand that the taxpayer then would be involved, would be involved in a... Um, for, for years and years and years and years to come, to come. because to, just to maintain that, uh, that uh, stadium uh, under those rules would cost £4 million a year, minimum. Minimum. That yeah. would be the minimum cost to the taxpayer. But that would be directly to the taxpayer. Now, that's not happened. We've come along um, and become the anchor tenant, and arguably... You can say that we've saved this burden on the taxpayer. And don't forget, the taxpayer would have had to have paid $60 million to reduce it from a 80,000-seater stadium to 25,000 feet. So it's going to cost $60 million anyway to the taxpayer to do that. That was in the budget. That was planned. That was understood. And then it was going to cost four million pounds a year forever. Along comes West Ham and we do a deal and that's now no longer going to be the case. Yes, it's true that they've invested in retractable seating, which they should have done before. They should have done this before. That's one of the biggest mistakes. The biggest cost is because they didn't do it when they built the stadium. They built the stadium for 500 million instead of for 600 million. If they'd have built it for 600 million, they could have done away with the 60 million contingency payment. So really, in actual fact, it would have only cost about 40 or 50 million pounds more, and they would have had a stadium for 100 years, which, we, which we've now got, which would be a multi-purpose stadium for all kinds of sports, including athletics. They didn't do that. Yeah. I'm off my soapbox, by the way. Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> well, one it. accusation, one accusation put to you in in the in the BBC documentary, and it's one I tried to defend because I, I I've heard from you and uh, and David something in the past 
is that this is you're in it for to sell West Ham directly after you move or, or within two or three years of moving to the Olympic Stadium. Can, can you rebuff this? Uh, yeah, you know, that's absolutely not true. It's never been. It's never been part of our our, our plan. Um, and uh, you know, at no time have we ever talked about selling the football club. We've talked about having maybe another uh, investor come in and share the burden with us, so that we can compete with the Abramovich and uh, Man City and you know the super clubs. But we've never ever talked about selling. It's our intention to pass on uh, the shares in in, in West Ham um, when when we become too ancient to um, to continue. But we'll pass them on to our children who have got the same passion as us. Um, so, so just uh, I mean I don't want to be morbid, but if anything happens, I know you're 79 years young, and I'm I, I know I've heard you say you have a checkup from your doctor and you're, you're going to be around for a long time. But if anything happened to your David, there is provision is there to to for West Ham to go on and, and be handed down to to your family. Of course, of course, you know um, my two daughters would inherit my shares, and their passion for the football club is. Uh, is, is not dissimilar to my my own, and sometimes I think their passion um, is greater. So um, uh, that from that point of view, uh, from my point of view, my if something happens to me, my daughters would would step up to the plate, and um, my daughter was at Crystal Palace um, and, and couldn't contain her excitement. So you know, yeah. I, I'm confident that, that that they will carry on the uh, the the same passion and, and have the same desires that I've, that I've had. So I've got no con- concern about that. You've only got to look at uh, uh, young Dave and, and Jack whilst they're young, young, yeah. young men at the moment, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're a few years away from adulthood. Um, and they've got uh, their, their mother, for example, is a, a very, um, uh, a, a great source of inspiration to those two young men. And, and a very um, and a very bright lady. She will ensure that, um, that they're guided in the right uh, the right direction. I've got no I've got no uh, qualms, and and I want to reassure all fans that you know that West Ham are are in in a way you could use the word dynasty. It might sound a bit um, uh, high saluting, but you've got two families. Um, the powerfully supportive, you know, you've got the Gold family and you've got the Sullivan family, um, and it's not just uh, David and myself. It really, it really is two families, uh, and those families and, and all the members of the family, uh, you know, the direct uh, members, um, are are passionate about this football club. Uh, they recognise that uh, you know uh, their dads. Uh, this has been their life's ambition, um, uh, and 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 they they they're passionate in themselves, but they also have respect for what uh, what their fathers are trying to achieve. Well, um, I, I don't wish either of you <laughs> early retirement. Um, so uh, hopefully you're, no, you're, you're both you know, with us. I mean, just to add to that, you know, um, we're in pretty good. Pretty good. Us, we're we're well, you know, we're well looked after. 
uh, in terms of, you know, a, a medical checkups and stuff. Um, and I'd be disappointed. I would be disappointed if I'm not, you know, not here for the next 10 years. Um, I know that sounds like, well, you know, what do 90-year-old people do? Yeah, they retire. My intention probably would be to retire by then. Oh, I, 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 you know, my passion for the football club, if you were asking me to go and dig a trench, that's a different thing. If you're going to ask me um, to use my experience, my knowledge over uh, 25 years in football and, uh, and 50 years in business, I'm your man. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the future and, and the Olympics team. You know, obviously we're moving there next year. Jack Sullivan, who you just mentioned, was asked on Twitter whether we can increase capacity above the 54,000 we're going to start with. He answered cryptically yes. Um, I know there's 66,000 seats in there. Is there an ambition to grow beyond the 54,000? I mean, by, by looking at all the plans for the other London clubs, we would become the largest stadium if, if they, we found a way to go beyond 54,000, we would become the large, have the largest ground in London. Yeah. Is there plans that you can tell us about? Well, there aren't plans because, you know, our current plans is to get our uh, 54, 56,000-seater stadium um, full, vibrant. Yeah. Um, remember that we, we promised that there, uh, there, there isn't a seat in the Olympic Stadium, which is further away than Wembley. That promise is true. Um, uh, the sight lines for those 54,000 seats are, is, uh, um, are world-class, um, and, 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 and um, no seat is further away from the pitch than, than Wembley. That's, you know, for, you know because that was, remember, that was the big uh, issue. The big issue with fans early on, um, and and our um, not just fans, but people that were interested in what was going on, they were claiming that they would be miles away from the pitch, and and, would, and the joke was that everybody would need binoculars. That is not true. Nobody nobody uses binoculars at where. No, I've been, and I, I can vouch for that. Yeah, and and, I, and I'm um, and and you've only got to. I mean, I mean this is. Authority. This is a fact. There's not one seat in the 56,000, 56, seats that is further away than Wembley. That is a great claim, and it's, uh, it, it really uh, should take away the concerns of, uh, of fans because they had their doubts. They had their doubts. These are now facts. Now, the other seats that are closed away, Yes, they could be they could be introduced in the future, but that is the future. The present is to ensure that we fill the stadium, we fill the stadium uh, week in week out on a regular basis for uh, for football um, uh, being played by West Ham in the Premier League. That is our current target. There's no reason why the Owners of the stadium, the LLBC or um, what's it called, E20, um, if they were holding a, and I'm just making this up, but if they were holding the NFL um, finals or something um, there, there's no reason why they couldn't um, put in an extra uh, 16,000, taking it to, I think it's 12,000, 
12,000, so you'd be 50, you'd be 66,000. And that would be the program yeah, in the 1960s. So, yes, that, that could happen. But that's not our concern as we, as we speak. Where, where do you see us five years from now? You know, we're both financially and on the pitch. I know the two are very well linked, but, you know, if you had a crystal ball, um, mm. and I'm asking the impossible, where, where, do you, where does the board see us five years from now? Um, I see us well established in, in the Olympic Stadium. I see all of the um, anti-stadium uh, lobbies gone. I think they will disappear. Um, I see West Ham United flourishing, um, becoming uh, a challenger to Tottenham Hotspurs, to Arsenal uh, in London. Um, it's always it's very, very difficult, very difficult to talk about the Chelsea's and the Manchester Cities because they have wealth which is undescribable and, uh, um, and um, you know, it's serious wealth. When a club is owned by a country, it's, um, it's very difficult to compete with. Uh, I'm referring to Manchester City. It's very difficult to compete yeah. um, on a regular basis, on a financial basis, with Manchester United, who, whose world, you know, their, their brand is just incredibly worldwide. And, and we all know what the world, world brand means. Uh, in terms of income, you know, it, it just puts them in a different uh, at, at a different level. But that's not to say that we can't compete with them on 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 the football pitch, and um, uh, and that's what I, I I would look to see for West Ham in the next five years. I would ex- I would be very disappointed um, if we if we're not. In, in Europe one year. Will we um, be debt-free by then, do you think? I mean, there was a plan to go almost debt-free. I know a lot of the debt has oh, moved no, no, out no, to no. yourself. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely debt-free. Um, there's no there's no way that this football club can go forward until it becomes debt-free. And we, we expect it to become debt-free um, when we go to the Olympic Stadium. I will be disappointed yeah, yeah. If, if in five years' time that we're not um, competing at the very top level. I'd like to think that where we are now, you know, is, is, is I mean, at the moment, of course, we're riding high um, uh, because I'd like to see this continue. I'd like to see us debt-free. I'd like to see us season after season after season competing at the, uh, you know, in the, in the top six um, and hopefully one day break into the top four. That's what I'd like to see, and that's what I, I, I'd be disappointed if we don't, because I think we're a great club. I think that you know it's not it's not coincidental that the clubs at the top of the division are at the top of the table of fan base. It's not coincidental that Accrington Stanley, with thirteen hundred fans, are at the bottom. Off the table. By that, I mean the, you know, the. Uh, I don't know what league they're in now. I just made up, made Accrington Stanley up. No disrespect to Accrington Stanley, but I've followed them all my life because they've always been underdogs. And um, yeah, but you know, there is a correlation between the fan base and position in in the league. Now we've underperformed for 
50 years. We've underperformed because we are, we are, we are higher up the league of the fan base than our position over the last 50 years has shown. Um, and therefore, you know, I'm optimistic that now that fan base has got a new stadium to go to, that that will generate um, income. Um, I believe that the Olympic Stadium will will, will enable us to um, um, raise more income to give us a, um, a better position in the um, in the league. And therefore, I do feel within five years, if not within a year, within a couple of years we will be in the top six on a regular basis and one day I think we'll get into that top four Well that's a great place to finish because I'm sure we all we all share that wish and in, yeah. in five years time maybe we can have you back on and we see how, how well we've done. I did have okay. one very short question at the end is yeah. I asked some light some light-hearted questions um, so mm-hmm. um, Toby Fisher does say, can we invade the pitch on the last game of the season or will we get a life ban? <laughs> I can't. I, I mean, I can't comment, but I'm sure that uh, it will be a very, very nice, a very, very nice day. Um, don't forget, a lot of the fans, of course, will be buying, uh, um, buying um, the turfs as well. So, you know, we don't want to damage, damage that. Otherwise, the fans yeah, will be uh, upset about that. Um, I'm sure it'll be a great, great uh, last game uh, at home um, on our final day at Upton Park. Um, someone else asked, um, have you ever patted um, David Sullivan on the head and has, have you ever asked Karen Brady to make you a cup of tea? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I certainly... <laughs> I've patted David Sullivan on the back on many occasions. I've never patted him on the head. Um, Karen Brady, um, I'm sure she's made me a cup of tea. I don't think I've asked her to make me a cup of tea. I've been to her house on many, many occasions. And uh, and, and yes, she has made me a cup of tea. Uh, But I've never asked her to. You don't ask royalty to make you a cup of tea. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah, she has got higher status now. And the, and the last question is, uh, can we go to bed now, David? I've been up since February, and that's from Jack Cobson, who says, can we go to bed now? Certainly not. <laughs> You've got to stay up <laughs> until the next transfer window. <laughs> You've been a great sport, David. Um, thanks for being on uh, our podcast, more than just a podcast, in association with Clarence You. Wish you all the best for the season and hope some of your predictions come true. Thank you, Sean. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. There you go. There's part two of our uh, Clarence Hugh interview with David Gold. Yeah, world exclusive. Good work, Sean. Sean. Tea-making attributes of Lady Brady. Lady Brady. Thank you, you, Mr. Chairman. Whether Mr. Gold slaps Mr. Sullivan on the head... (laughs) Whether we're allowed to uh, invade the pitch. Well, we get the world exclusive, sir. Of course, you're not going to be allowed to invade the pitch on the last day. No, because we've got to sell it, as he said, to the supporters in little glass boxes. I had a little bit of that for a while when we um, got promoted under Billy Bonds. Yeah. You nicked it, though. We were on the pitch. Yeah, I know we were. 
And I threw it, threw it in a flower pot. I remember. For a, I remember. A while. You hid it in your, your Harrington at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you were wearing a Harrington. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was wearing there. a Harrington. In your scar days. And, yeah, I had a bit of uh, scar. Had a bit of turf. You're not allowed to talk about that. I had a bit of turf, didn't I? From when we. Uh, yeah, you did, yeah. yeah. When we went on the pitch. Uh, so there you go, yeah. Thanks. Uh, thank you very much, you? Mr. Chairman. Good interview. More than just a podcast, Fantasy League update. There's 205 of us playing. Gary Brook is our leader with 585 points. Sean is 153rd with 439 points. Behind me, 146th with 444 points. That's all that really matters, really, isn't it? As yeah, long as I'm beating you. Uh, Last is better late. Don't, don't say that to Gary Brook, though. He's, he's, he's leading. Well, no, for, but for us. Go, Gary. Go uh, Gary. Last is better late by David Lawrence at this bottom with 38 points. Yeah, I think he's only just joined the league. <laughs> I was going to say. How is that possible? That's why I think it's called last is better late. He's only just joined the league. So I don't know okay. why. You're going to come last. Maybe, but maybe he feels confident in his abilities. Or because he wants a name check on this podcast. And he's going to... There you go. That might be a bit clever. Clever yeah. one getting in then. Uh, it's time for this. Where we're always going to give you a name check if you write in. Yes, it's time for Twacebook. Facebook, Twitter question time. Twacebook. <laughs> That's a new thing. You could start that. Good. I think they'd both sue me, though, if I tried that. Uh, Facebook, Twitter question time, uh, where we ask you, the listener, to get in touch with us, the podcast, uh, via Facebook at facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast or at more TGA podcast on Twitter. Uh, I posted on the group earlier this morning, uh, tonight at 7.30, whilst Jose promotes his new hit album, and there's a funny picture that I found very funny, <laughs> uh, we will be discussing the historic <laughs> victory against Chelsea and trying to work out just what is going right at West Ham. Can you help? Comment below. Uh, Roger Ribeiro says, Slav has made the difference of a positive mental attitude and, never, and a never-give-up attitude along with the great signings. Early days, so he may still hit a bad patch, but I hope not. Uh, Nigel Khan says, I must, well, first of all, he says, will Sean revel in what Big Fat Sam said to him or the other way round when he signed his book? To my number one West Ham fan, is Sean the enemy within and still an Allardyce lover? Number one, right? I, I, I hadn't planned this. I happened to be working in the City of London on Thursday and... I saw a tweet come up from Sam Allardyce saying, I'm at Leadenhall Market signing books. Now, that was around about half a mile away from me, three minutes walk, and it was lunchtime, so I walked down there to see him. There he was with Mark Curtis, his agent, not far away. And I thought, the queue wasn't big. So I thought, oh, I might as well go and get a book, and wouldn't it be funny for him to sign it to my number one favourite West Ham fan, too sure, my number one favourite West Ham fan. Did you ask him to do that? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote it on a post-it note. And um, so I thought it was just a laugh, you know, <laughs> 20 quid laugh. Um, and after he signed it, you know, I mentioned, I said, you might remember me, I, I'm a blogger and a podcaster and everything. And he looked at me and he, he did remember me. 
and I said, any chance we can do an interview for the podcast? And he looked at me and he went, mm, I'm really busy. I've got people waiting to see me. So, and he didn't say anything else. <laughs> he didn't finish the sentence. So I, I took it as a no. I was only thinking, guys, of getting an interview for the podcast. That was all I was doing, Nigel. I wasn't sucking up to Big Sam. Um, I was no, wondering why he was in London anymore. on a Thursday before his big game against uh, Sunderland, to be honest, and not taking training. But I suppose that's a little bit gone since he won 3-0, really. Can just one question for you. Are you actually yeah. going to read the book? <laughs> Have I read every, any book? Um, <laughs> ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll probably get the audio book. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, well, I will read it, see what he's got to uh, say. Nigel Khan also adds later on, I must admit being happy is overrated. I've got nothing to moan about. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis John Aaron Trouts says, serious question. Top four, can we and will we? And will we finish above Chelsea now? If we can get to 34, 35 points by Xmas, there's no reason why not. Well, we're on for 80 points, of course. So in 10 games, if we've reached 20, uh, I know it's only 38 games, but we, sh we should be, what, 70, 76, is it? <laughs> 78 points? What are you it, laughing at? You don't it, think that's achievable? Um... If if we <laughs> if we get something like that, then we've won the league. I think. What really? Seventy-eight points wins us the league. I think so this year. I don't think anyone's wow. outstanding. So. Look at that. We're on. We're on target to win. We're going to win the Premier League. We're going to win the league. We're going to win the league. I don't know. And now I, you're going to believe us. I would love to. I would love us. to think now that we could us. stay We're top win four. The league. I really would love to think we could stay top four. But you know, being a, a lifelong West Ham fan, I can't. Can't really believe it, so we'll just have to wait and see. Waiting for your doom and gloom moment. There you go. Rob Absalom says, I can't offer any particular reason for our amazing season so far. I'm sure it's due to a number of things coming together at the right time. I'm just trying to enjoy the ride while it lasts and pinch myself regularly to make sure I'm not dreaming. Yeah, true. I think that's how a lot of us feel. Yeah. Uh, Alex McFarlane says, thanks, chaps. Enjoying the pod on my iPod gets me through work, lol. It's good, Alex. Thank you for listening. Uh, Roy Francis says, "What is going so right? We seem well. We seem to be playing football as it should be. Believe in ourselves with a manager who has the respect of all around him. Not a bad foundation to build on." Yeah. Sorry, got to go. Got a nosebleed again. West <laughs> play on the floor. Billy Allen says, floor. "Having a manager that plays and trusts fair players like Pia and Lanzini, Allardyce would never have got them to sign." Does Sean know the words to the Paye song yet, as he got them wrong on TalkSport on Friday? Have you spoken to Chelsea fan Reese about the game? <laughs> Chelsea, <laughs> should we try and ring him? Yeah. Uh, oh, Sean, can on, try and uh, ring, um, try and uh, sing the song? Um, ring Reese at the same time. Start me off. No. We've got Paye, Dimitri Paye. What are you doing? Just turning you down because you're shouting a bit. I don't think you quite understand. <laughs> no, you got it wrong again. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Just let me stop. We've got Payet. Uh, come on, no, We've let's, let's, let's I not. I don't think you understand. Let's not. He's super slabs, man. He's better than Zidane. We've got Dimitri Payet. Well done. There you go. Hey. Hey. Uh, what else have we got on here? Um, I've just posted the picture of the offsides from last year. And Lewis John Aaron Trouts has posted the picture of Saturday's offside and Fabregas is offside. Yeah. 
So like you can see why they would be sort of like you know like we would we were against when Nolan got. Greg Milker also commented earlier. There's no team I love beating more than Chelsea. My mood is set for the entire week. Here's to the lads getting it done on the pitch, and here's to the lads bringing us such a great podcast. Hey. Hey. What are you doing? Ringing Reese? Yeah. If you answer. Trying to ring Reese. Why? He won't answer. He, he can won't see it's me. He won't answer. answer. <laughs> Why don't you think it's a good thing to do? <laughs> he won't answer. He won't pick up. Should have done it. Um. Welcome to the EE. Oh. oh. But the person you've called is not available. Hang Please up. leave your message after the tone. After you finish your message... <laughs> <after> <laughs> the tone, <laughs> leave a message. Hi, from all the podcast boys, we beat you 2 1. <laughs> God. Ah, dear, oh dear. He uh, won't listen to it. Prediction for Watford away, please. 3 1 West Ham. 4 0 West Ham. 2 0 West Ham. If you've you got go. any spares, let us know because Sean and I yeah, want to go. Yeah, if you've got any spares, let us know because we would like to go. Thank you for listening to Morning's podcast. podcast. We've just reached an hour, which is probably our longest one of the year, I think. Uh, I've been George. Sean has been. Sean. John has been. Happy. Happy, John. Yeah, absolutely. Trying to, I've been trying to work out why all the media talk about is Chelsea's collapse and no one really talks about how well West Ham are doing. Yeah. How dare they? Come on, you irons. Thanks Come for on listening. Bye. 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 Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast.